0: Hey everybody, welcome to Turn It Up, an intermittent podcast from Turning, your learning engagement leader, celebrating the potential and the people behind effective learning engagement solutions. Turning is committed to engaged and equitable learning for everyone, everywhere, so if you're an educator, student, trainer, worker, or just an overall believer in equitable and engaged learning, then you have come to the right place. Uh, today's guest uh, takes interactive learning to a whole new level. Literally, uh, Andy Bennett is the president and ringleader at Interactive Learning, a company dedicated to providing the ultimate learning environment across some very cool sectors, which uh, we're going to learn about in a little bit here, uh, by combining state-of-the-art technologies with unparalleled curriculum. How about that? Uh, prior to that, Andy uh, has had tours of duty as, a, as an educational consultant in a, in a variety of uh, different capacities. But really, uh, Andy is an educator at heart uh, with years of teaching and leadership experiences across the K-12 spectrum, all the way from, from music teacher to dean of students. And as a child, uh, as a sibling, and as a product of, uh, of public education, I know firsthand what those great roots do to shape the, the character and the conscience of, of leaders. So it's not a surprise that interactive learning is creating such impact and so much good in the world of engaged learning. So so thank you, uh, and, uh, and let's get ready to turn it up here with our, uh, our very special guest, Mr. Andy Bennett. Hey, Andy.
1: Hey Jeff, how you doing?
0: Really good. Thanks so much for for being on the show. You are a long time friend of Turning, uh, and it's because of the great work that you and Interactive Learning have been doing. And so we're going to get into that uh, kind of specifically about uh, the new stuff that you're leading um, and doing in the world of engaged learning. But you know, I'd love to start actually with a little bit of your background. You know, you've you've crafted you know kind of a nifty little career here in this space of kind of, ed, you know, ed tech, um, engaged learning, you know, um, but, but I'd love to know from your, from your beginnings as a teacher, mm-hmm. uh, when, when did you realize that maybe this is where you were going to end up or, uh, did it just, you know, kind of just happen, you know, or, or, or was there a point in your, in your career as an instructor or, or a Dean where you thought, you know what, I think I'm going to go do this now.
1: Right, right. I, I like your 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 term nifty. That that uh, kind of sums up <laughs> my my career path pretty well. It has been um, not not your traditional um, path, but it's been it's been fun. It's been a fun ride. So, yeah. Um, so born and raised in Southwest Colorado, uh, a little town called Cortez. Uh, it's super close to Mesa Verde, which is a national park, the Four Corners, and Durango. Beautiful part of the country. Excellent place to raise a family. Um, I was born and raised here. Went to school at a, at a small Um, State College over in Alamosa, Adams State, and um, there I was. I was thinking when I went in that I was going to be a music educator, and um, came back here thinking that was going to be the path. And I actually ended up in the classroom. And about a year into that experience, I said, "You know what? I I would love to be an education administrator, leader," and pursued my master's. Um, Was did that for about four years between a couple different schools, and and about, I think it was probably my first or second year as a dean um we had a a friend of mine come down not then at that point but but she is now um and she introduced me to the wonderful world world of clickers and mm-hmm. it was all around formative assessment right how can you um understand what your students um are are capturing what they're not capturing in the moment and how as you, how can you as an educator take that information and modify your teaching help to best support them and I was hooked from the word go. And hmm. I, I vividly remember that. I, I joke with my boys because my um, my youngest one is still going to the middle school, which is where that uh, professional development occurred. It's I mean, it's like a walk down memory lane because I remember, you know, what classroom we're in and and just the conversations thereafter. Um, and, and I just remember thinking in that moment that I'm like, I, I love doing this. And as much as I love education, I am super passionate about technology and um, helping Helping teachers be as effective as they possibly can. and I just that was definitely the the point in my career that I started looking at other opportunities. And I actually came on with that company um, locally, worked on kind of the western slope of Colorado. And then through that opportunity, I, I got on with interactive learning, which is the uh, the company I work for now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just been kind of one awesome, uh, opportunity and journey, um, that, that all started in that one room. So that's kind of really fun, cool. Fun that, that, yeah.
0: yeah, that's neat. So would you have, would you have even prior to, to being a teacher, would you have classified yourself as a, a techie, you know, did you, did you grow up, were you surrounded by tech? Did you, were you always kind of drawn to the kind of engaging sort of powers of, uh, of right. technology?
1: I would say, yeah, I always was uh, somewhat techy. It's kind of interesting being that I, I think I'm classified as an exennial, right? I'm not quite a generation X, mm-hmm. not quite a millennial. So it was one of those things that, that I grew up without technology, but about high school, college is when that became very prevalent and everybody had a smartphone type deal. So I've kind of known with and without, so it's kind of an interesting time of, of the world to be born in. But, um, yeah. I've always kind of gravitated towards that. I remember being, being the the dork that has, you know, 600 iPhone apps and we're just trying different things all the time. So that's always been kind of my, my speed for sure.
0: That's neat. Well, and I love, I love your story about, about then as an instructor, when you were introduced to this, that, you know, that first iteration of, of, you know, technology or clickers or whatever they were and just, and really the, and we talk a lot at turning about, you know, the, the, the technologies are super important. Um, but you know, they're tools, they're, are mm-hmm. a means to an end. And right. it's a neat to hear you talk about how, what it sounds like what really captivated you was what was the impact that you yes. saw in yep. the classroom and that, and, and both for the instructor uh, to be able to modulate and to, and to kind of call audibles on the fly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then yep. the learners, how have you seen that now on, on the other side? Okay. So now you're on the, now you're on the side where you're meeting with teachers, you're meeting mm-hmm. with instructors. How have you, how has that, is the essence of what captivated you years ago, is that still what gets people or, or is, is it, is it a more kind of textured mm-hmm. kind of layered uh, sort of value proposition or is it, I, are,
1: I would say, yes, the, the initial um, draw is still there, but, but yeah, I think it's much more layered and textured than, than what I first understood at that moment The the story I, and I still relate it back to um, high school instructors that I'm working with with JRTC is um, when I was teaching in in third grade, I had this um, beautiful little girl named Kelly and she was literally the quietest student I've ever had in my entire life. And the opportunity that having a student response system like Clickers uh, afforded my relationship with her is that she was very, very smart. She would never speak up but she knew the answers and I could, you know, see that on the on the reports and and on the live, um, you know, reports there and go back and just encourage her and say, you know, you know, it it, it helped to kind of um, enhance and that relationship with her and it mm-hmm. built her confidence up. So that that's a very small um, example, but I think it holds true whether you're doing elementary, middle school, high school, higher ed business, um, you know, maybe not so much the, the quiet one, but that that idea of. Being able to see exactly where students are at, where they're struggling, where they're not, um, allow them to know immediately so they're not waiting to find out what, you know, what they need to work on and what they don't. And again, that that piece for the instructor, and we talk about this a lot when we're working with instructors um, that are new to this technology, it is a different paradigm, a different, um, shift when you're talking about using this technology as a teacher, because you have to be light on your feet. You have to be able to say, you know what, I, I went through that. I thought it was really good, but obviously they don't get that. So how are we going to reinforce that, um, that concept? So I think all of those plus, you know, a a thousand other benefits that the, uh, the solutions offer are still at the core of that. And that's what, you know, continues to excite me and, and, uh, uh, get me up in the morning for sure. Yeah,
0: that's cool. That's cool. Well, hey, you mentioned um, you mentioned JROTC, uh, which I know is one of the, the the neat partnerships that you have there at Interactive uh, Learning. But let's just maybe talk a little bit about. Obviously, you know, turning uh, is very familiar uh, and and very much a fan of what you're doing at Interactive Learning. But for those that maybe uh, don't know uh, what Interactive Learning does, um, talk a little bit about about what you do and 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 who you're uh, who you're doing it with.
1: Right, so interactive learning has been around for probably about twenty years. I've been nine years. Actually, tomorrow is my nine-year anniversary with the company. Oh. Um, yeah,
0: we should have had a cake.
1: Uh, we would. We should have. <laughs> right, um, but we we work across quite a few sectors. We actually were with um, the company with e instruction that turning bot six seven years ago. I don't remember how long ago it was. Um, but we've worked across sectors. I would say our main ones are JRTC. So for those that are not. Um, Knowledgeable of what JRTC is, it's a uh, citizenship and leadership program um, in high schools, in American high schools, that is funded partly by Dep- Department of Defense, partly by the um, the schools themselves, and it's all focused on creating better citizens, better leaders, um, helping students be more healthy, make better life choices. Um, so it's an an absolute wonderful program, as you mentioned in the in the introduction. I do still liken myself to a teacher. So the impact that I know that that program is having is it just makes me proud to be a very small part of that. But Mm -hmm. um, so we work with JRTC. That's by by far our largest customer. We've got a middle school program that I think we'll probably talk about a little bit later. That's same amazing concepts and benefits, um, but at a middle school level. So we can catch those kids before they check out and before they you know, get in with the wrong crowd or kind of determine, hey, school's not for me or or I'm not going to go to Um, college therefore, you know, why do I need to put up with school right now? So that's another, um, uh, I would say that's a passion project for us for Mm -hmm. sure. And then we also have, you know, government contracts. We've worked with department of defense, um, and, uh, we've got trades, which that was a fun season of, of my work with interactive learning where I would, I did a lot with, um, the, the big trades United association where we're working with pipe fitters and steam fitters and plumbers and electricians. And uh, we have another guy that's doing that now, but that's a a fun, interesting sector that uh, provides a lot of uh, just unique opportunities. So, yeah,
0: yeah, that's cool. Well, and and I love the, I love the range. Um, You know, I think sometimes we, we think of um, whenever we talk about engaged learning, our, our minds immediately go to some of the uh, which is great, by the way, uh, it's kind of, you know, some of the traditional settings, the traditional, you know, um, even curriculum. And I love what you're leading is, whether it's through programs like JRTC or Chisel or or, or or getting out of the classroom altogether, you know, and, and you know, the engaged learning needs to be happening um, kind of everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it's neat that you're there. So, so let's, let's, and this, this is going to be hard for you, Andy, because you're such a you're such a, a, a positive leader, you see opportunity, <laughs> you know, you are, you are the very definition of a glass half full guy. Um, but I'd love to, but you've seen so much, you know, and you've seen it on both sides. You've seen it as an instructor, you've seen it as a consultant, you've seen it now as a, as a, as a leader in the industry. Um, what are the barriers? You know, what, what are you, what are you still running into? Um, that, what are the challenges in getting more people? Like if this were a, if, in in if, as we're evangelizing here, you know, engaged learning, what are some of the most common barriers that you're still running into?
1: Yeah. Wow. That's a hard one. Where to, where to start with. Um, my, my mind goes to, um, a video that I watched when I was going through my master's program, um, by, uh, Sir Ken Robinson. Uh, if you've not ever checked him out you or other listeners, I would could not highly recommend him enough. He, he talks about, um, and I think it's changing education paradigms. He's got so many, but I think that's one of them. He talks about the fact that education, the education system right now, both uh, at the K-12, higher ed, and and I think that carries into adult learning even, unfortunately, um, was really based on outdated information, right? It, it was mm-hmm. based on the Enlightenment, based on Industrial Revolution, where um, it, it's... Students are sometimes seen as a product, right? Everyone Mm -hmm. goes through the same assembly line. This is how you do it. This is how you teach them. And I'm not saying that there's not wonderful teachers out there that don't differentiate and try to do their best. Um, But I know from, from having been in the classroom and now, you know, having my uh, friends, my sister's a teacher and at at the middle, at the, uh, yeah, at the middle school, um, the, the challenges that they're facing right now on top of all of this stuff is just, it's mind numbing. And um, so (laughs) there, there's, the taking care of of the, the the current um crisis i would say after covid of all of the stuff that they're dealing with and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff there's that but then as it as it relates back to technology i think we have to do better of understanding and realizing that our students are not are not us right they don't yeah, learn the right. same way we did when we were back in school so so to assume that we can deliver you know dry pretty you know stale um, conversations and, and uh, lectures to them and expect them to, one, pay attention to that and not get distracted, and two, um, be willing to dive deeper and get get into their learning, I think we're fooling ourselves at that if that's the way that we um, are, are approaching our classroom. And again, not to speak down to teachers or instructors that, that see that and, and are doing their best, but I think it's a systemic change that we need to understand that we've got to we've got to do better and and engage learners in a different way, a more immersive way. Um, so that's yeah. I don't, no. I don't know how to answer that question other, yeah. other than just to say it's it's a it's a huge problem and it's going to take um, a, a lot of people working at this to to understand there is an issue and that we have to kind of see things differently to, to to solve that issue.
0: Yeah, and I think you said it so well in that you know looking at and and thank goodness for just as generations you know kind of evolve and you know we're all you know that th- that we're not just cranking out more versions of ourselves you know right. i mean so i think that's a great thing but i think you said it so well where in and, and not only you know is this is this current generation of learners learning differently from us but they're also learning differently from each other and i think i think the mm-hmm. level of personalization is you know personalization has gone from a, a nice to have to a I got to have, you know, right. and, and right. whether it's because of equity or learning styles, or like you said, you know, COVID kind of threw everybody into a little bit of a a tither here. And now people are defining, um, cause they've had to the way they need to learn. Um, mm-hmm. and so I think that is something you're our spot on that we have to kind of be asking those tough questions about are we systemically built for the, for the increasing sort of like kind of individuality of, Mm -hmm. of, of learning consumption now. So I think that's like it's well said. So let's, so let's, so let's get out of the negative. What are the, what are the fun things? What are the innovations? Mm -hmm. What are the things that, that gets you, uh, you know, I know just the overall mission is what gets you out of bed every day, but what are some fun things that you're seeing that innovations in the, in the area, or maybe specifically that you guys are cooking up there at interactive learning?
1: Right. So I, I guess on a personal level, um, I, we mentioned off, offline that I'm in the process of, of buying the company. So that's kind of an exciting thing for, for me just personally, but that yeah. um, that definitely kind of gives a different energy as far as what our future <laughs> right. looks like, you know, 5, yeah. 10, 15, 20 years down the road. So um, that that's definitely kind of re-engaged my, my passion for this kind of stuff. But Um, I would probably say my, my most exciting work that we're doing with interactive learning is, is looking at our legacy customers, JRTC and Chisel to a, to a lesser degree because they're newer, but, um, how can we take their, their learning from in classroom, in person to now learning everywhere that, that whole idea of the flipped classroom, not that all instruction happens outside the classroom, but how can we make learning available to them at any time, not Mm -hmm. just when they're in the classroom with the instructor, um, and at the same time, which is that I think this is the challenging part, not taking away that heart-to-heart connection that students feel, especially, and I, again, I'm, I'm speaking with JRTC because that's, that's my world. Um, I think the, the reason that that program is so successful is that you have amazing, um, passionate, retired uh, military folks that are wanting to pour their heart and experience into these students. And so that's great. That's why the program ticks. That's what makes it work. Now the the question and the challenge is how do you do that, but maybe not be face to face all the time? I think there has to be some of that, which COVID just kind of robbed from all of us this last year. But now as we exit that that COVID lockdown world where we're we're doing more of the we're in person, but there might be some times where we need to be um, uh, remote and that kind of stuff, and not even need to be, but how can we we make those experiences great so that we can continue the learning, continue that mentorship. Um, I would say that's probably my most exciting thing and, and what that looks like and, and helping our partners kind of see that path and see that vision and come along with us. Um, so that, that's kind of the first one. I'm not sure if you wanted to introduce Chisel, but I could dive right into that one, too. Sure. If like. Yeah,
0: please. Yeah.
1: So um, I'd mentioned before that Chisel is, is kind of our middle school variety of JRTC. So it, it stands for Character, Health and Fitness, Service and Leadership. And, and it's those, those four areas kind of get overlooked in this current setting where it's all about academics or or STEM and there's nothing wrong with STEM. I'm, I was a music teacher, so I understand that the, I guess, STEAM, right? The arts get that Mm -hmm, in there. mm -hmm. That's, that's very important. I'm not saying that it's not, but if we only focus on that, then are we producing students and citizens that have good character, that have good health? Um, Do they know how to be servant leaders? Um, so there's just so many reasons why I'm, I'm super excited about that, and that um, all started from our, our friend and partner, Dr. Donna Rice. She worked with Army JRTC for I think 25 years, and as she was um, ending that career, she um, was tasked with creating a three-year middle school curriculum, and and the purpose was there was multiple purposes, but one of them was um, not so much to to create you know future soldiers. It's just how can we help uh, middle school students to stay plugged in, not not check out, not uh, be absent, um, not get in as much trouble, help them to have better health. I think a lot of these um, students, I mean, we just we know the obesity rate is just continues to rise and rise. So mm-hmm. um, help them to be better, better um, um, stewards, I guess, of their body and help them to, to take better care of themselves. And um, just that idea of looking outside of themselves. I've got two wonderful boys and I, I do my best to to help them understand that life is more than you know gimme 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 but that's even with them that that's a that's a struggle and there's some students unfortunately they don't have that that role model mm-hmm. at home saying you know what there's life is bigger than just what you get out of this so um if, if we can continue to grow that program and help those students that maybe don't have good role models at home to see this is how you can be a good servant this is how you can lead and here's the the amazing things that you have at your uh, disposal if you stick with your education so um in, in a summation, that's kind of what, what, uh, gets me excited about the future.
0: That's so cool. No, such great stuff and great, great, uh, examples and balance of, of both kind of lofty, you know, kind of things around, you know, learning everywhere. And then also some real tangible things like chisel and, and to, to, to make it happen. I think, you know, one of the pitfalls sometimes when <clears throat> we're operating in some of these, uh, the more rarefied air of, you know, education or, or, uh, you know, uh, learning development is sometimes we get we can we can too many too many times we get we stay up in the clouds you know we Mm -hmm. stay we stay on the philosophical level you know we talk about the things that should be and that ought to be and we don't ever bring it down land the plane and that's what i think you guys are doing so well at interactive learning providing some real tangible programs that people can get their arms around so hey you know to wrap up here uh you know we usually usually uh like to wrap up each of these episodes with little segment uh, that we like to call turning the page, little play on words, where mm-hmm. we ask our esteemed guests um, to kind of look into the future, kind of give us a little peek behind the curtain of what they see uh, in the future of engaged learning. And you've kind of done that, uh, which has been great. Uh, so I don't want to make you restate everything like that. Uh, um, and so instead we're going to try something here. I did not plan on doing this and so Mm -hmm. we'll see how it goes. And if it doesn't work, we can always just, uh, take it out. (laughs) But, uh, but you know, uh, and I am going to lean a little bit just again on your history and, and, and your perspective on this space that you've seen it in so many different ways. If you could, um, it's, and it's going to be a little bit future, kind of facing but if you could sum up the future of engaged learning um in one word what would be and i'm going to just i'm going to draw out the question here now so you can (laughs) but what would be what would be that one word that you could that you'd kind of like that that could sort of encapsulate everything that you see for the future of engaged learning
1: oh um I think I think I'm going to go with immersive. Mm. I I think that that covers so many different angles of of learning and education. Um, I I mentioned before the Sir Ken Robinson stuff of being very um, methodical and um, not taking into account, you know, students differences. And and you'd mentioned the the importance of the individualized learning at this point. So I I think if if we could in, in five, 10 years, get to the point where learning is not a school thing. But learning is an immersive life thing because, I mean, I think that's what we want as – that's what I want as, as, a, as a father, right? I want my, mm-hmm. my kids to, regardless of what path they choose after high school, to continue to be lifelong learners. And I think that especially with this generation, speaking of, of K-12 generations, if the learning is not immersive and, and at their fingertips at all times – I think they're going to be distracted by YouTube or Fortnite or whatever the case may be. So I think we need to do better of immersing them with content that that is relevant, that is um, visually stimulating. I mean, we don't, we may not want to admit it, but if if we can't hold a candle to all of the media and the games that they are playing and experiencing, you know, have have access to twenty four seven, then we're not going to, we're not going to get them. So I think Mm -hmm. if we can come up with an immersive experience that is available to them at the palm of their hand and, um, where, where it allows students that are struggling to, to go back and look at things where it allows students that are ahead to dig in deeper and to learn more. I think at that point we would be, we would be on the right path. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well. That worked. Ver- that worked very well, Andy. That, <laughs> might that, so. have to do that one next time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We might have just changed our closing segment. That was fantastic. Uh, thank you so much, Andy Bennett's uh, President and, and soon to be, soon to be owner of Interactive Learning. Thank you so much for being on the program and for all the great work you're doing out there to, uh, to uh, continue to lead the charge for effective and engaged learning.
1: You bet. Thanks, Jeff. thanks for listening visit us at turning.com to see how turning can turn up your learning engagement